Hello, friends, and welcome to the first ever Locks of Saturday golf podcast. Everyone, a quick golf clap for the Locks of Saturday. It's a bit different, a bit more controlled, a bit more, uh, I guess, proper of us here, but we are here to- Mashed potatoes! We are here to talk the 2022 Masters Tournament live from Augusta, Georgia. It is this week. It is one of the most anticipated sporting events on the global sports calendar. And boy, oh boy, is it anticipated because before we got on here, I was just scrolling through Twitter, looking at pictures of Tiger's practice round today. Before we start, do we think he's going to play? It really looks like he's going to tee off on Thursday. Yes. Play? Yeah. What's your definition of play? Does he mean he tees off? Uh, like he's he's going to give it a go. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't do what he has been doing, flying back and forth in his own plane, doing all of these overt rounds, slamming monsters, I guess. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just right on the side of his water bottle, but... I am confident Tiger Woods is here to at least grace our presence. Well, the PGA playing at Augusta National. The PGA is probably begging him to play just so their viewership is tripled of what it might be without him. That's true. That's true. I mean, if he thinks he can win, uh, he's going to play. But if he doesn't, he's not playing. Like he doesn't want to yeah. be Sandy Lyle out there. No, he doesn't. I agree. I agree. I mean, he, when he steps on that course, he's playing to win. We'll talk about Tiger Woods, and we'll talk about a lot of other stuff today. If you haven't bet on golf before, it's really fun. Yes, it is almost impossible to just pick a winner out of a hat. That's why the odds are so long. We'll get into that. But there's a lot of awesome ways to do this. We'll be using DraftKings Sportsbook for this. And there's anything from will a player make or miss the cut, individual golfer props, like who could make a hole-in-one break a course record? Could someone lead wire to wire? A ton of awesome stuff, as well as uh, DraftKings-specific promotions. So, fellas, let's start it here. And Chris, we were talking about this earlier, but for people who maybe aren't familiar with betting on golf or who maybe just listen to our podcast just for some sports talk, let's talk about betting on golf. Why is it different and how is it different than betting on a head-to-head matchup sport? Now, number one is, is the value in spraying the board and seeking out multiple different ways to win money. And the biggest part of that is just you can get top 10 finishes, top five finishes. If you see the track record of the golfer being of a certain kind of performance level that is commensurate of them finishing in top five, which top five in a major tournament is extremely hard. That's why the odds are pretty, pretty high. Um, top tens as well. So for an event like Augusta, which kind of separates itself from any other major that's out there because it doesn't uh, cycle through, it is stable, it is the venue to start off kind of what I would consider to be. Obviously, the players and, you know, yours truly attended the Waste Management Open out in Scottsdale, Arizona back in the, uh, a few months ago during the Super Bowl time frame. But Augusta alone stands as the one event where you can kind of bank on a level of consistency based off of prior performance and where you stand in the current world golf ranking to have expected outcomes. And then you tie that to top 10, top five finishes. And if you want to take a few flyers on actually betting amongst the field for a winner, you can get some great, great value. So this is one where you don't want to like bank up and put it all in one. You want to kind of pepper it around and kind of spread out your costs. And what you can actually end up doing is if you bet 
and you hit on at least one or two winners, you can cover your, your input for the entire weekend on one payout, possibly two, but maybe if you are doing it pretty well, you can get five to you know 10 hits across the board as well. So that's what I love about this. It keeps you engaged. It's not just, you know, if you lose out on one, you're done and then that's it. This is something that can keep you engaged all the way throughout, even from, you know, obviously the uh, two, Thursday to Friday cut going into the weekend as well. So um, that's just for me. I love it because it just, it, it, it it's the, it it can appeal to the commoner if you want to do like just the daily fantasy uh kind of you draft a team and you want to get points off of you know pars and birdies and stuff or you can you know select across the board from the best golfers in the world at the moment and just kind of pick long odds for them to either finish in the top 10 five or win the whole tournament so there's a bunch of different ways to score and and just with the backdrop of augusta national it's the i i I would probably say that this tournament on a big screen TV in high definition with the coverage of CBS is probably one of the best just sitting on a Saturday and Sunday and enjoying the day golf tournaments there is. And that's just my personal opinion. I don't know about all of you. I think we had this debate of like March Madness versus the Masters and which kind of is the kind of the best event overall. But for me, just viewing this one is the most visually appealing. It's consistent. It's safe. It's like a nice though. It, it's like a, like a warm bed, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be there. It's consistent. It's great. It's like well, if you were to mix the it's Super Bowl, it's like if you were to mix the Super Bowl and the Rose Bowl together. For yes. That's, like a the great, biggest that, event. that's a great, yeah. And it's a sensory overload of perfection. Just the greenery of Augusta alone. Well, I, I think if, if you haven't, or you're not a golf fan, or maybe you don't bet on golf, or maybe you don't even know anything about golf, I, I highly, highly recommend, you know, at least tuning in when you can, uh, not only this weekend, but Thursday and Friday, it's free to stream online and it's free to watch on really basic cable packages and streaming packages. So it's a very accessible golf tournament and betting on is, is pretty easy. It's going to be promoted very highly on DraftKings, FanDuel, whichever sports book you're using. So let's talk real quick. Obvious trying to pick the winner. John Rahm, the favorite coming into this one. He's at plus 900. Uh, it has a pretty sizable lead off of the guys who are that have the second um, longest odds, guys like uh, Scotty Scheffler, or shortest odds, excuse me, guys like Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas are at plus 1200. So John Rahm at plus 900, is it worth it at that point for a winner? I think any, I don't know. I mean, plus 900 is still a lot, right? That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I that's mean, if lot. you can guess the winner right and you're confident enough to put money on it, like, you know, you're going to make some cash. I mean, I, I don't know if maybe Ron being that favored kind of makes me nervous a little bit. And I might go in a different direction for that reason. But I think it's still a good value. I think it's terrible value because I think he's playing pretty, he's, no, he is playing pretty bad right now his iron play is the worst <laughs> so sorry he's playing his iron player now is pretty bad he's even said in interviews that he's legit he's legitimately sprayed the ball in like two of the three last tournaments he's played at some point um, i mean same i mean he is pretty dominant at uh the masters he's you know he's especially in the last three years i think he's got two top fives and a top 10 in the last three years i could be wrong but I don't know. I, I don't like Rahm in this tournament right now. He's not playing well. The last two years before that, he was 
absolutely on fire coming into this tournament. And a lot of the times here, this is kind of where you need to be. So, um, no, I'm sorry. He's finished the last three, the only three years he's played, which is 2019, 2020, 2021. He's finished in the top 10 all three times. So, so this is that, where that's pretty strong, but I'm, so I would think throwing a bet at him in the top five or top 10, maybe, but outright winner. I just, I don't see him right now just because the way he's playing. And Brett kind of hits the nail on the head there. Taking a position on somebody like John Rom, you don't bet on the masters with three digit plus odds. You bet on the winners of the masters at four digits, something around the 2000 range, if you can, just to get incredible value. So for someone like John Rom, yes, plus 900. If you saw that money line bet anywhere in football, you'd be like, there's no way they even have a chance to even win this game because it's such a long uh, uh, odds to win it. So I'm not going to put a big position down. But even in golf or something like that, um, you know, the Masters is something that consistency and experience, it matters a lot. You know, you can have some great golfers ranked in the world's top 20, even top 10, and then they show up to Augusta and they completely melt down year over year. It happens all the time. I think we were joking before the podcast to meet Justin Thomas is one of those. We can maybe get to some of those odds. Uh, but uh, for someone like John Rom, he's always kind of seemingly like one of those like bridesmaids, never the bride type people. So at plus 900, yes, he does perform well there. And I would love him in like a top five, top 10 type finish. But, you know, you can look down the line a little bit. And I think even further down the line, you can get Dustin Johnson. Yes, he's chalk in terms of picking him there because he wanted even last year. But he's plus 1600 and he has two top five finishes, one winning it and one number two overall within the last three years. So to me, that matters a lot, a lot more. Uh, plus right now, Dustin Johnson, I think he's still top 10 in the world golf ranking. So it's not like he fell off. So um, wanted- when I'm looking at Masters bets, someone like John Rahm, I don't feel comfortable saying that, oh, plus 900, I'm getting good value. I'm going to take him overall because I feel like I'm throwing away my bet on him trying to get plus 900. But that's just me. What were you going to say, Brett? I think, well, he won two years ago. Hideki Matsuyama won last year, and I believe his odds were like plus 3,200 3, or something because I had a friend that won a significant amount of money on him. But, yeah, he's plus 3,500 last year. I mean, he's plus 3,500 this year. Um, and last year, I think he was about the same. So, I mean, usually your winners are coming between that, like you're saying, that 25 to 35 range. That's where your good value is. Yeah, um, and maybe let's let's kind of structure this. Who are some guys that you do like, maybe not to win, but to perform well? Because on DraftKings, you can, uh, you can get guys to finish top 20, top 5, top 10, really whatever <laughs> basic finish that you want, uh, even if guys to make or miss the cut. I mean, Tiger Woods is at minus 115 to make the cut. So uh, they're favoring him to make the cut, which is, you know, mind boggling at this point, considering that less than a year ago, we thought he was going to have to have a leg amputated. And here he is playing, potentially playing four days of golf at the highest level. Who are some golfers that you like and where do you like them to finish? Chris, do you have anybody that you really like going into this? When I mentioned spray the board, I'll try to be quick about this, but there's, I I look at the past five years, usually that's kind of indicative of who's performing well, specifically at Augusta and specifically within kind of consistently ranked in the world's top 20. And I keep on harping on that, but you know, if you are a lay person to golf betting, just go to the top 10 world golf rankings. It's the FedEx cup standings. And then just pick whatever you think 
from that board presents, excuse me, presents kind of plus value. But, uh, you know, for my bets, I'm looking at uh, some more familiar names. So I like Dustin Johnson, top five plus 350. I like Jordan Spieth, top five plus 400. I like Xander Schauffele, top five plus 400. Um, so those are my top five ones, just because there's evidence of them performing at a top five level at Augusta and prior experience. And plus, they're still playing well overall in the world golf to me in the, in the rankings right now. Um, so that's kind of where I usually uh, find the value in this. And then when I try to find some of the more lesser known names, these are the people that you don't necessarily equate to being elite golfers amongst the world golf ranked people, but they still play well at the Masters and they are performing pretty well year over year. Uh, but you might not necessarily hear about them on a day in day basis. So that's like, you know, your Corey Connors, your Mark Leishman or Leishman's, um, you know, he's an older guy. For me, he's a little bit more known. I don't know how much he's known for kind of the younger audience, but Justin Rose, you know, those are top 10 finishes at the master that you can get plus 500 for Rose plus 400 um, for uh, Leishman and Corey Connors plus 450. And then uh, another one, he doesn't necessarily always putt the best, which keeps him out of the equation of the Masters, but he always plays well there. That's Tony Fee now. He's plus 600 for a top 10 finish at the Masters as well. Um, so that's where I kind of try to concentrate the bulk majority of my bets, because even if I evenly bet them across the board, and I just mentioned one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different golfers and their odds, if I hit on two of those, I already win money regardless of the sizable bet, if I do it evenly across the board, I feel more confident in some versus the others. And I might kind of skew some up and skew some down. But if I just were to kind of nuke the board at the same level for every single one of those, I only need to hit two out of eight in order to be able to win money, regardless of the scale of your bet. So that's kind of where I find the most amount of value. Um, obviously, I'm only giving out winners here. So that's eight for eight right there. So just just don't worry about it. Just I have eight guys the finishing the top five. That's easy. And you notice I didn't say win because yeah, and I think that's not that's where the value is. That's I think that's a fallacy too to try to predict a guy to win because really it's at that point it's pretty darn impossible to predict a guy to win the whole thing. But you can predict a guy to perform very well, and and you never know what the course conditions are going to be like, or yep. you know that's why I love it. It's hot at the right time, or just like. You know, one bad shot can take a guy from in the lead to like bound three, but might have played hey, the Jordan best Spieth. What was it three years ago? For what do you had that? Was it the uh, par eleven? It was the par three. I can't remember which hole it was. It was somewhere, but basically he just hit like two or three into the water consecutively. Yeah, that was twelve. That, he did that on twelve. 12 that's it. Thank you, yeah. uh, Irby. Um, but yeah, that that's exactly the kind of in twenty nineteen, Molinari did it. When uh, Tiger was catching up with him. Yeah, Tiger was staring right at him as he hit and two he, in, the, he crumbled. in the water. He crumbled. And that's the other thing we don't talk about, but it's just Saturday and it's specifically Sunday when you have un, or excuse me, inexperienced leaders on the board and they're climbing the ranks from Thursday to Friday and then they're in a great position and then they're not used to it. And then for those unfamiliar Sunday at the Masters or any day at the Masters, you can't have phones, you're disconnected. So all you know, and the, the scoreboards and leaderboards, you just have to kind of find out kind of by word of mouth. Uh, so the roars and knowing who is kind of behind you can really put the pressure on a lot of these golfers as well. So that's why I kind of keep on harping on the experience of being there and understanding kind of what it is to be playing on Sunday at the Masters. That to me what separates out 
you know, kind of the commoners who don't do well versus the commoners who do do well there. I just want to talk real quick about the guys who are top two in the FedEx Cup standings. At number one is Scotty Scheffler. And he's, if I had to pick a guy that I think could win it or a guy that I'm most likely to finish in like top five, top 10, I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. He's playing really, really well. He's plus 350 to win his group right now. The favorite in that group is John Rahm at plus 240. I think you're getting a bit of a of a value bump because John Rahm is in that group and it is uh you know priced so short there at 240. So I think Scotty Scheffler to win that group at 350 could be a good value. Uh I also think him finishing top 10 at plus 140 is an easy, you know, plus bet to get 140. I definitely think he's going to finish top 10. Uh, you mentioned Tony Fina at the uh, top 10 at plus 600. I really like that one. He's, you know, has trouble winning the actual tournament, but he's always there. He's one of the more consistent players. Um, but the number two player in the uh, FedEx Cup rankings is Sam Burns. And this is a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, but he has started to play really well. He's a youngster. He's 25. And I- I'm telling you, I think this is a guy who could win this thing coming out of nowhere to win the tournaments at plus 5,000. But we talked about maybe don't want to do that. Top five, top five plus 800, top 10 plus 400. I think either of those are really good ones, but uh, especially top 10 at plus 400. Um, I think he's probably the best player with the longest odds. That kind of combination, that value that you're looking for, Sam Burns is a guy for that. And then, Robert, you're going to talk about uh, Colin Morikawa, I guess, but um, I really like Morikawa as well. Yeah, I I also love Morikawa. I mean, he's he's won a major before. Um, I think that that's that's a big thing um, when you're looking at this and who's going to perform well is can they handle the pressure of Augusta? Um, and you <clears throat> you'll have some guys that they can just handle it regardless of what their resume like might look like. Um, but you'll also have some guys where you know they kind of need that first major and that first major victory um, in order to you know. Maybe they're in the final group uh, on on Sunday and they get to that 10th tee and they feel the pressure and all of a sudden they send one into someone's backyard. And obviously I'm talking about Rory McIlroy. Um, but yes, I do love Morikawa. I think he's got it from that standpoint. And he's actually my official pick to win the thing. Um, again, I mean, it's probably not the smartest bet at plus 2,000. Um, you're probably better off in his top five odds are plus 400. Really like that. Um, I also love Xander Shoffley. Um, he's got the same odds as Morikawa across the board. So that's plus 2000 to win plus 400 top five and plus 200 top 10. And then the last guy I really like here is Patrick Cantley. Um, you know, he's always just kind of, kind of been around and, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Cantley fan as well. He's plus 2,500 to win plus 500 top five and plus 225 top 10. And so if you're backing me on these three guys, um, DraftKings has some really cool parlay options here for you where it's kind of these pre-made parlays. Um, and so there's one here where it's it's Colin Morikawa, it's Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley all to finish in the top 10. That's plus 2,500. So you can kind of take a long shot on one of these guys to win it or for a better number, 
you can bet on all three of them to make the top 10, which I think is just very feasible. I think all three of their games translate well to Augusta National. Um, none of them are going to overpower you per se, but they you know, have good touch with the irons. They don't spray the ball and have good short game, and that's kind of how you win at Augusta. Um, and so I, I really like those three. Last one I'll throw out here, total dark horse, um, is Will Zalatoris. He kind of took the Masters by storm last year. Billy Z. Um, Willie Z, baby. He finished in second, almost won the thing after, uh, you know, Hideki almost had a major collapse. Zalatoris, man, kid is cold-blooded, and he's he's at plus 3,500 to win and plus 600 to finish in the top five. I like Zalatoris to go in top five two years in a row. Yeah, I'll go ahead and chime in also. So the number one thing I always look for when I, I'm – I do a lot of master's pools. I've been doing them for a long time, watched a lot of golf. And the number one thing that I always, when I'm picking guys for the masters is there's two things that are important. Well, three things that are important to think about. One is driving the ball. Long drivers don't matter. Um, you can, it's, I mean, you Bryson DeChambeau thought he could break the course. He thought 69 was par and you saw how that went for him. Um, I think he learned his lesson. I think people are overshadowing him a little bit just because of who he is and, I think he's learned his lesson. I think he's actually going to do a lot better this year than a lot of people think. He seemed to tone his game back a little bit. Um, he's really dialed in a, a lot of his short game. So he's one to watch out for. I'm not putting any money on him, but I think people are overlooking him just because of what he did two years ago when he said he could break Augusta. Um, so the other two things I always look for is great iron play, consistent iron play, and obviously the best putters in the game are the ones that usually perform and those guys, to me, are two guys that have already been mentioned, which is Kyle Moore, Kyle, and Xander Schauffele. Xander Schauffele is, by, not by far, but is consistently a top three putter on tour um, in strokes gained. Uh, he collapsed last year because he hit uh, on 16, and I think he had a chance to win it if he hits it, if he hit his irons like he normally does. And he's going to make most days on Sunday on 16 – most good iron players can make birdie there just because of the hole placement. You stick it right above the pin and it rolls right within five feet. Um, so I think if he birdies there instead of double bogey, I think he has a real good chance to win that tournament. Um, so I really like Xander Shoffle at a top five finish as well, plus 400. Uh, I really like Colin Morikawa, same thing. Uh, Mark Leishman, I really liked that Chris brought him up. Uh, Virginia Beach guy, you know, he moved there, he married uh, – Girl, he married. That's where they live now. So they're local. So it's fun to root for him a little bit, uh, even though he's from Australia. Um, he's a great iron play, good putter, very consistent player. He's the kind of guy, you know, that's you feel like he's due just because he's always just like kind of on the coattails of these big guys and he's always right there. I really like Leishman's um, value at top 10 finishes plus 450. Um, so I really like spraying the board there. Um, what else? I really like Louis Ustazen, also top 10 finish. I think he's another really good player that's been playing good golf in the last couple of years. He was really good when he came on the scene about, I don't know, Chris, 10 years ago, probably when he kind of stormed the scene as like the next <laughs> South African guy. So, yeah, he was kind of the wave of guys that came in towards like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, and then he like fell off for about like eight years, and really the last yeah. few years he's come back he's really come back strong and I really like him here. He's a great iron player putting is suspect, but he really doesn't get himself into trouble too much. Currently uh top 15 in the ranking. So it's yeah. not like he's playing bad golf at the moment. No, he's not. Um, I mean, chef or top five finish. I mean, I feel like that's, 
that's what you got to take right now just because he is the hottest. I mean, he's playing really good golf. It's right a now. momentum play. It's momentum play, but he's not a crazy – he doesn't hit the ball crazy long. He's not like this, you know, like, holy crap, this dude is just dominant. You know, he's just like yeah. dominant. He's just consistently there. He's playing just solid, solid golf. Um, personally, I think Brooks is due. Uh, he's Even though he's not playing great, I think he's due. Hasn't played great since his last injury. Yeah. He's I kind mean, of fallen a bit. Since he's, he's dyed his hair. That's yeah. true. That's true. I think that's true. Since he went with the M&M look, I think it's, it's pretty rough. Well, let's talk about some of those. Uh, you know, we're talking about Brooks, uh, another guy who just has a huge driver, uh, Rory McIlroy, a name that a lot of people will be more familiar with and a guy who can drive the ball 350 yards in the air and does it without breaking a sweat. I mean, we haven't really seen Rory at the top of golf for a few years now do is he a guy who you can kind of say, Hey, I'm going with the top talent. I'm going, throwing something at him. I'm looking up his group right now. And I, I believe he's in uh, kind of the group of death. If you could call it Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, and Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth, another very popular guy that we haven't talked about a lot. That's the group of death, but out of that group, who do you like to win it? So I like, I'll start two of the names named and, and I've kind of narrowed down the kind of very, very small group of people I'm actually going to bet on to win the masters this year, but I'll start with Rory. He's actually been pretty consistent over the last five years at the masters. Uh, I think out of uh, the five years, if I'm looking it up here, um, he's finished top 10, three times, top five once that was 2018 and 2017. He was eight, 2020. We had to say 2021 twice because they had that one year where they had the actual the Masters twice in the same year because of COVID. Um, but he finished sixth in the most recent one. Um, he's currently top 10 in the rankings. Um, and we all know what Rory brings to the table in terms of value at the Masters. And a lot of that is just um, obviously his, not, not just his driver, but sometimes his precision with the driver. He is a little bit better because the Masters does offer a more narrow fairway, obviously. So uh, it's like somebody like Bryson who kind of sprays the ball all over the place. Rory has a little bit more control with it. His thing is obviously his short game uh, kind of offers a lot of inconsistency in his plumbing. Um, but as a top 10 finish, yeah, you know, I'm probably not going to do it just because the value is in there. Top five is where you actually see some like, I would say considerable value plus 400, but I'm not going to probably look at him at plus 2000. I've just seen enough Rory at the Masters to know that that's probably not where I'm going to put my money. But um, in terms of value from that group, I'm probably going to get it. And I just will say this Jordan Speed, he's had two top five finishes within the last five years there. Um, he is currently plus 2200. Uh, so with him, uh, with Shoffle, and with another Australian, Cam Smith, at plus 1,400, I think that's where I'm going to probably put any value towards actually winning the Masters this year. Uh, pretty selective, and that's because of a blend of prior performance at Augusta, current rankings, where they actually do well in terms of value of the um, type of style of play where they play. Um, it is kind of a mixture of value there. 
Well, here, Chris, let me ask you this. Um, on DraftKings, you can get real deep in the weeds. Let's get real deep in the weeds. Well, there are no weeds at Augusta. So let's get real deep into the rough. Excuse me. Only, what is it, azaleas, right? Only azaleas, magnolias, all that stuff. Um, you can bet on who will finish the top of their nationality. So you've been talking about some some Aussies. Cam uh, Smith is the favorite Australian at minus 110 followed by uh, yes. Mark Leishman at plus 300 and Adam Scott at plus 300. Who's your favorite Australian in the Masters tournament? I think across the board, I mean, you, you think about past performance by country and who kind of represents. I mean, I remember, you know, Adam Scott winning it outright. Um, I just, if you're going to look at a country other than United States, it has to be probably South Africa or Australia as like the top other ones. So if I'm looking at plus odds, what were the ones for South Africa and Australia? So uh, the South Africans, the favorite is Louis Oosthuizen at minus 110. Um, and then you can also get like one that I've been, that I just looked at that I like, uh, Rory McIlroy's plus 275 for the highest uh, Great Britain and Ireland. Um, a name yeah. that I also like on this list that we haven't talked about, Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, I was about he to bring him up. Plus eleven hundred <laughs> to finish as the top uh, Brit or Irishman. Irishman, um, yes. Tommy Fleetwood is a guy that is really talented, has a great iron game, especially at the par threes. Is he a guy who we could like here at, at plus 1100 to finish as, I mean, this is just ridiculously in the weeds prop bets from DraftKings that we just discovered during this podcast, yeah. by the way. He um, can't, he's, he's great in theory, but he doesn't score well on par fives. And that's where I feel like Augusta separates people out is the inability if you don't have it in your bag to be able to score possibly eagle on par fives and that's just not part of tommy fleetwood's games it would take what was his name uh zach johnson who won it back in the mid 2000s it would take that kind of level of game for him flawless four-day game um for like someone of like tommy fleetwood to win the masters and that doesn't happen very often Speaking of eagles, I'm going deeper into the weeds here. Player to make an eagle in round one. The favorites are Rory, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Brooks, and Bryson DeChambeau, all plus yeah. 300. What, what do each one of those all this, have in common? Yeah, they long, crush long the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw a video of Rory from the Valero hit a driver that could have gone to outer space. It looked like a long drive competition video that you see on Instagram. Yeah. It just it like disappeared. Gorgeous. It's it's beyond anything that anybody should do to a golf ball. But it we talked about it before. That doesn't really work at Augusta. Just the way the course is, it's not meant for long driving. But I gotta say, guys, this is a I mean, you could spend 30 minutes just clicking through these prop bets. I mean, there's there's phenomenal stuff on here. Uh, I, I really like, if you can hit one of these guys, the Rory McIlroy's, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, like if you can hit some of those guys, those are s- safe-ish plays to make top 10, top 20. You can even go as high as top 30 um, for some of these odds. I think those are great. And then 
I have to ask everybody before we log off. Well, any any final thoughts before I have my last question um, for the panel? Are you going to ask? I'm on the edge of my seat. Are you going to ask who's our who our winners are? I'm going to ask who your winner is, but there's a, there's another one. There's a oh, bet that I think you, will be maybe the most placed bet of this Masters. If you could select one type of food from the Masters that you would absolutely have to get, like I'm talking pimento cheese sandwich, pimento cheese sandwich or fried a, green tomatoes, peach ice cream sandwich, you know, some of those kind of famous Augusta national type foods. If you had to have one experience. What would it be for me? Um, it would I'll be take the, the dollar coach. beer. Next question. The dollar beer is a big one. And that's the one thing I love about the masters as well. It is if you can get the expensive tickets, when you get in the beer, incredibly friendly, a uh, lot of, a lot of value in the domestics. Let's just put it that way. As somebody who went to the waste management open in Phoenix, and it was probably about eight to 10 bucks per the masters. It's like dollar to like $4, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm going pimento cheese sandwich. Pimento cheese, pimento sandwich. cheese sandwich. Yeah. Although on, an, on one of the hotter days, if you do get it, I feel like the peach ice cream sandwich would be, I don't know, Georgia, peach state. Come on. All right, Sam, you left us on a cliffhanger for, for, yep. for way too long. Tiger Woods minus 115 to make the cut. No. If he doesn't, okay, if here's he the- tees off once, that bet counts. If he does not tee off, the bet will void. No. Here's the thing. His miscut odds are the exact same. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's minus 115 either mm-hmm. way. So you're basically betting a spread, but with slightly worse value, essentially. Oh, well, in that case, if I'm just betting to watch Tiger Woods on Saturday and Sunday at Augusta, I'm just going to bet on that because it's more fun if it's the same odds. Yeah. I'll just hedge it. Bet both. Does <laughs> <laughs> that work? I don't think no, the math lines up on that. <laughs> it doesn't work. I think they're trying to avoid you doing that because that's why it's minus. Yeah. They're both oh, minus. No, I guess you would still lose. So you lose. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's one of those things. How long have you been on a gambling podcast? Yeah, you would lose. You would lose. You would lose fifteen <laughs> cents. Sorry, you would lose. Like if you bet like five dollars, you would lose like fifteen cents. But you won one of the bets, right? So that's 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 the plus part. One and one. It's all about the morale. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I asked a pretty dumb hedging question in the group chat tonight, so it's it, it works out. Um, Kansas minus four. Bet your life on it. Um, I gotta say, yeah. I mean, if he's playing, he's not gonna play unless he's ready to go. I think he's gonna at least make the cut. Yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm I would definitely bet on Tiger to make the cut. Who the heck would not bet on if you're betting on Tiger to miss the cut, get a life. Yeah. yeah you can't bet on Tiger Woods <laughs> not to play during the weekend at Augusta. I feel like that is just that you're betting, like you mentioned the national bets earlier. Like that's betting against America and pimento cheese sandwiches. You're betting against pimento cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm drinking Arnold Palmer right now. It it doesn't get better, more America than Arnold Palmer and pimento cheese sandwiches and Tiger Woods. So, talks about Tiger Woods. Give me your winner, or here, give me give me th- three. Give me three guys. Top. Give me your top three guys going into this thing. Three names to leave right. the people with. All right, I got mine: Xander Schauffele, Colin Morikawa, and I like Mark Leishman, man. Those are your three guys you're riding with. Yep. Nice. Okay. 
I will also go Shoffley and Morikawa. As I said before, Morikawa is the guy I think is my official prediction to win. Uh, Shoffley. Oh, man. And I'm between Thal Torres and Cantlay. I think I'm going to go Thal Torres. All right. Chris? I kind of alluded to it before this, but uh, to, to differentiate just a little bit more, um, speed plus 2200 just because of the value and the odds in his prior performance there to a lower extent in terms of odds wise, but still he's playing great and he has some pretty recent good experience. Cam Smith, as well as at the top of your best finishing Australian plus 1400. But, um, to me, if I'm going to put a bet on, which I'm probably not, but if I were, uh, those would be the ones that I would target. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of these guys. Colin Morikawa is a guy that I really like, so he's one of my guys. My second, and this is one that I'm like, I know he's probably not going to win, but I love the idea, the story of him winning, and that would be Tony Fino. Um, I think it would just be amazing. He's always there. He's always so close to these major wins. And then, but my number one guy and the guy that I'm riding with would be Scotty Scheffler. Um, I think Scotty Scheffler is, he, he might be the real deal in this one. Um, and at plus 1200, um, that's a pretty significant payday, even as the, the second favorite type of Justin Thomas. Um, and there's a couple of the guys like you can always count on DJ to do really well. Rory, you can count. Um, I think it'd be really good for golf. If Brooks Kepka, one of the more popular players, if he performed really well, I think it would be good for the sport of golf. What about least popular? And you have Patrick Reed at plus 8,000. No, Imagine, I'd rather throw my money to an incinerator. <laughs> Max Homa plus 8,000. What if it's a final group of, of, of Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau on Sunday and they're walking towards 18 together? I You can bet on who will be in the final group. For and, those that aren't in the normal uh, kind of audience for uh, knowing Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau, that'd be like rooting for, I don't know, like, Vince McMahon to <laughs> to win WrestleMania like that's it's yeah just not, it would and, and, it would and be, Duke for some reason it, it would be like rooting for both of those at the same time. Yes, if Duke basketball was personified into a golfer, it and would less good and less good. I don't even yeah. want to hear that name. Did I know you? all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about that, that school. As soon as you said that, a bunch of like uh, 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 lower Manhattan Wall Street traders all of a sudden love Bryson DeChambeau now. I so mean, my favorite part about, <laughs> and let's just be honest with this, like golf, if you go onto the PGA Tour site, a lot of these guys, it lists what their major was in college um, when it lists their school. Um, like Scotty Scheffler, if I'm looking at his right now, Texas finance <laughs> it's just it's just like oh man it's it's a yeah it's golf it's awesome and it's it's a it's unlike any other sporting event i mean just look at the pictures from tiger woods practice not even his official practice round just a like individual individually sanctioned practice round that he had hundreds of people are just walking right along with him. 
I mean, there's, there's really nothing in sports that's like that. And the energy is, is so different than a game day energy. It's different than a big fight. It's like, it's like you're witnessing a spectacle that it feels really, really special. And I, I highly recommend people, if you have, if you're not into golf, you haven't tuned into it. I highly recommend as a sports fan that you do. This is, this is the event, maybe other than the open from St. Andrews. Like this is like the event. And that one is cyclical because it's maybe once every five to six years, but this one is consistent. It's great. I, I can't wait to hear Jim Nance voice, CBS coverage, the app, the downloadable app, the master's app where you can see Amen Corner. Uh, it's all free. Um, you can pick a group to watch them play all 18 you know, per day. Um, they just do it. This is like the best. Like we actually like coming full circle in terms of like the NCAA tournament and what the NCAA does well. They do the tournament well. Golf with CBS, the Masters, it's just perfect. This is just years of production wins and losses. And they've done this to a point where they just have it perfected. It's perfect golf theater for four straight days. It yeah, really you've, is got, you've got that guy like the uh like the chairman of Augusta National or something that comes on screen and is like, we will have minimal commercial interruptions. We'll have only three minutes of commercial breaks every hour. And it's like, yeah, cool. Only three minutes of commercials every hour. That's pretty awesome. Pretty Nothing awesome. better. Yep. It's great. And guys, before we wrap up, let's do a quick time travel here. Let's look stupid. Um, in a few days when this publishes, who do you have tonight? We're about to tip off in the tournament final Kansas, North Carolina I already said it. I got Kansas minus four. I feel really good about it. Yeah. I'm on Kansas minus four as well. I, uh, I have nothing, left. I have nothing left in the tank for uh, college basketball though. Duke murdered my soul and my can't lose parlay last week. So yeah, but I'm still on Kansas. From a matchup standpoint, I actually like UNC more. I think the way that they can shoot will will really stretch Kansas out. But I just can't like fathom this UNC team being national champions. I just can't. They're not, they're not deep enough. That's why they're not right because they're they're not deep enough. That's why I don't think they'll win. I don't. I think they're talented, but Kansas plays eight guys, eight nine guys. This team lost to Pitt at home. They can't be the national champions. I'll take them. Let's go UNC. It's the Roy Williams special UNC Kansas. Uh, Kansas doesn't shoot enough. I think I mentioned this in Slack earlier. Kansas doesn't shoot enough threes to take advantage of UNC's biggest weakness, which is perimeter defense. Um, so just give me the Tar Heels. Just finish the job. They did the biggest thing they possibly could do for the tournament on, sat- on Saturday evening. So I-, I think this might just be an extension of it. But I agree with Brett. I'm drained on basketball. College basketball, it is. All right. Well, we will be back for uh, we'll be back in a few weeks with something else. Who knows? We'll be back with and can't wait to see some of y'all at spring game. Robert, baseball futures, folks. Okay, wait. Can't wait. Opening day, the best time of the year. Spring. Go Hokies.
under Every warning they ignite Bright Isabella, I'm thinking it through Everything I gotta do Burdens on the blurry lines That they drew to make it right 